Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sky Brown. Today is a very special day. We are all kind of celebrating President Obama's first 100 days in office. Very, very significant uh, day it is. There's just a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of things that are happening. Uh, many of you, know, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just yesterday when we had planes flying over, low-lying planes flying over New York City that no one knew about, and so everyone's starting to freak out. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff, good, bad, and indifferent, actually. So today we're going to talk about um, President Obama's first 100 days in office, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. Um, I'm happy to announce we now have someone in charge of health and human services. Services, um, you know, there's there's also this swine flu that's come out. You know, now the Mexico Health Secretary is saying that the flu could have started in in the United States. You know, I have my own uh, opinion about that. I think it's I don't want to say it's a farce because um, people are actually sick. But, you know, something, all of a sudden all this flu and all this other stuff is coming just as these Mexican drug cartels are just, like, starting to bombard streets and, and, you know, go like the OK Corral down there in Mexico. So there's a lot of stuff to look at. And I just believe that we, we can never take anything that happens in society uh, for face value. I, I just don't think we can. So today I'm going to definitely talk about this plane scare that happened over New York City yesterday. We're definitely going to talk about the swine flu and just a couple other hot topics that are really affecting the political landscape here in America. Don't forget my book, Politics Remix is available at Amazon.com. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of this book. Um, it came out on Election Day, and it really just talks about how President Obama, well, at the time when I wrote it, was candidate Obama, really just came on the scene and took over and started doing some really great and amazing things. So, you know, that's, that's how that goes. But in the meantime, follow me on Twitter. If you are on Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash life remixed, I welcome the opportunity to have you follow me on Twitter. You'll get some cool updates, personal development stuff, appearances. My new book is coming out, my new book, Life Remixed. It's dropping on in September, but I think we're going to make it a little bit earlier because I'll be in Atlanta in August, and we're probably going to do a book signing for this book or, like, the, the book launch party in Atlanta. So that would be pretty, pretty cool. I'm talking about it with a, a few people, a few of my peeps down in the ACL to do a book launch. So that book is coming out, and that is really um, a labor of love because that, that, that book is almost probably as difficult to write as from hip hop to heaven, just because it really goes back into a personal place and really looks, you know, it's me looking at life and rethinking life and remixing life, and and so it's it's it it, it was probably one of the more difficult uh, books for me to write, but it's all good anyway. Politics remix is out, so go cop that book. Life remix is dropping in September, but may drop in uh, August, so if you're in the APL, we're looking at Wednesday, August 5th to do the book launch party, so I'll keep you posted. I'm not exactly sure of all the details as of yet, 
But in the meantime, let's jump right into our political show. And I thank everybody for tuning in every single day at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time for Life Remix Radio. It's your girl, Sky Brown, checking in with you every single day. As we proceed to give you what you need. is the one boy, a.k.a. DJ Rabbit, representing Rabbit Productions, hanging out, chilling with my girl, Cy Buggy. That's right, Cy Brown on politicsremix.com. Say word. Word. That's my amazing engineer, Dewan, who's down in the ATL, who does all the good stuff for Life Remix Radio. But let's jump right into President Obama's remarkable first 100 days. First things first. I feel like like a, a biggie song. First things first, I pop up, <laughs> but we're going to get back into the politics. First things first, this 100-day mark has no consequence on anything whatsoever. That is a self-imposed benchmark uh, from somewhere where there is no historical anything about the first president's first 100 days. I think it just makes for good media or something like that because I researched. I'm like, okay, what's the significance? Did something happen historically where something happened the first 100 days? And I came up with nada, zip, zilch, zero. So if you can figure out what the significance of the 100-day mark is aside from it's something, you know, of a benchmark, please let me know because I would love to know. But uh, let's take a look at, you know, how the president did his first 100 days. And, you know, I always do my research before I come to you because I'm not trying to give anybody any cockamamie or misinformation. But so a lot of this information I am going to share with you today comes directly from President Obama's website, mybarackobama.com. And if you have your own page on that site, it's my.barackobama.com. So you know where a lot of my information is coming from, so you know it's fully vetted and size just not talking off the top of her head. <laughs> we don't want that. We want to make sure that we always give accurate reporting and accurate information. Plus, I've gotten it from a couple other news sources as well. Now, let's. we're going to talk about uh, jobs, tax cuts, health care, housing, and a couple of other issues. You all know my Wednesday show is all about going green. So I definitely want to look at what he's done in his first 100 days about the green and solar and wind power energy because that was a big part of his platform uh, to talk about solar energy and job creation. And I know I shared with all of you that I went to the Go Green Expo in New York City uh, two, about a week, uh, yeah, like two weeks ago, and they're attempting to create like 5 million new green jobs. So how cool is that, 5 million new green jobs? So there's a lot of information, there's a lot of initiatives, a lot of energy behind that. So I definitely think it's worth um, checking out. If, if any of you are unemployed or underemployed or you're really looking to have your skills transfer into another industry, it's 
so incredibly worth it to look into the greening of jobs in this country. There's just a, there's just a lot of it's just ripe for the picking right now. But anyway, let's get back to the jobs. Let's start off on the jobs. Just two weeks after President Obama's inauguration, he signed the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act into law. This was pending. It was sitting on his desk, and he promised that he was going to sign this into law as soon as he um, was sworn into office. And what this measure de does, it will do, and he signed it, and what it will do is save or create 3.5 million jobs nationwide. And the whole recovery package is about investing $507 billion in programs that create jobs, jumpstarts our growth, and transforms our economy. New jobs are created in industries that are vital to America's future, including clean energy, healthcare, infrastructure, and over 90% in the private sector. I believe that this economy is right for people who are looking to do something different in their lives. Many times we're in our job and we're in our lane and we're staying in our lane and we're doing what we do without really getting that there's so many other opportunities in other areas because typically we go with what's safe and with what's we, with what we know. And definitely this is this happened this is my dad who's in his late fifties is going through this exact situation right now. My dad in his late fifties has worked in a hospital. He's actually the supervisor of the X ray department. And I'm sure you all are aware that hospitals are closing and scaling down left and right. In Queens, New York, here in New York, they just shut a hospital down like here today, gone tomorrow, no more hospital, without any regard to the community. So people like my dad are really starting to get a little nervous, like, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? But this is a time for those who are not employed, and my dad, thank God, is, still has his job, but for those of you who are not, be daring and, and have that kind of Holy Ghost boldness to say, you know what, I've always wanted to do X in my life. Baby, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to do it because right now, I, and, I, and I share this with a lot of people, right now the playing field is so equal and it's so level. For many times in our history, things have not been equal, particularly for people of color. They, we've just been systematically shut out of so many opportunities. But now you know something? There's a lot of people that have nothing. So I, I believe, especially for people of color or those who have been systematically disenfranchised over the years, now is the time. You have a chance now to step up because everything is equal. If you want to go to get, continue your education, by all means, now is the time to do it, baby, because you know what? If you wanted to go to a bank and get a loan to start a business and you were hesitant, you might as well go because Almost no one's getting loans anyway, so now it's not as though one person has an advantage. Now, there are other variables you have to consider, such as your credit and things like that. The point I'm trying to say in all of this is President Obama signed into law two weeks after his inauguration the American Re Recovery and Reinvestment Act. So if he's trying to save or create 3.5 million jobs, you need to know where you stand as far as universal law goes and declare and demand one of those 3.5 million jobs is for me. But you know something, you can't just sit on your laurels and go get it uh, and, and wait for it. You have to, have to, have to, have to go get it. Uh, the, as far as tax cuts, let's move into tax cuts. The, the whole tax cut situation was, is very prickly. 
And it's prickly because I, I, I just remember Joe the Plumber saying, Obama's going to raise my taxes. Well, initially, if you remember when they were campaigning, he said he was not going to raise tax. He was only going to raise taxes for people, for individuals and taxpayers who were over $250,000. And you had people like Joe the Plumber, these Republicans coming out, Obama's going to raise your taxes. Dude, you didn't make 250000 anyway. So as far as this whole tax cuts go, all he was doing is repealing the Bush tax cuts. And so that's where they were saying that the tax cuts were going to be increased, when in fact President Obama's economic recovery package included $282 billion in tax relief. And basically what that did was that ensured that 95% of the workers and their families received a tax cut. Now, I don't recall seeing a tax cut, and I don't recall even seeing a tax credit, but, you know, who's to say? You know, I don't, I don't really know. I, I can't say when we did our taxes, oh, wow, we saved money here. I, I didn't see it. To me, it looked just like it did last year. So I guess that maybe because the way our income felt, there was no change. I don't know. But what it did do is it included expanded tax credits for college tuition, which doesn't affect me right now. My son is, uh, starts back school in September, so we didn't get a credit for that. Extends the child tax credit for more families. I do think we got that because we do have one child who's under 18. It expanded the earned income tax credit for low-income families, which a blessing and a curse. We didn't qualify for a blessing because we make more than the threshold, but the curse, we didn't get the money. Um, but it makes sales taxes paid on new cars tax deductible. So had we purchased a new car last year and paid tax on it, we would have been able to deduct that tax the amount that we paid, we would have been able to deduct it on our taxes. That I didn't know because we're actually in the market for a new car. I don't know if anybody's in the market for a new car right now, but all these car manufacturers are offering all of these incentives that if you buy a car and you lose your job, they'll take it back with no impact to your credit, and they're pretty much giving them to you. So the only thing that has us hesitant about purchasing a new car is the insurance. Insurance in the New York area is so grossly expensive. It's, I know people paying three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a year for car insurance. Now, of course, there are other factors like your zip code and your driving record, but just tax, uh, I'm sorry, car insurance is so expensive. So with us having two teenagers, one insurance company said they wouldn't even insure us because we have the probability of a high-risk driver. And the irony is my older son doesn't even have a license and my younger son's not old enough to drive. So that's the only thing that has kept us in the, in the more reserved space of um, buying a new car. But that's cool that you get a tax, you get to deduct the tax paid on a new car. Uh, let me keep on moving. I'm just trying to make sure I can get all the taxes that he gave. Um, he, oh, okay. He also increased the first-time home buyer tax credit to $8,000. Wow, that would have been great if anybody can get a loan. So uh, the recovery package also spares millions of middle-income Americans from paying the alternative minimum tax. I got hit by that crap last year. 
that alternative minimum tax, I don't know how it's calculated. We did our we did our taxes where everything was calculated, and we got hit with that thing last year. I don't know if they're doing something with fudging the numbers or whatever they're doing, but we got hit with that last year. So I was really, really not happy about that. I mean, before you can deduct certain health care expenses, and now, you know what, I, I, I'm a proponent of the flat tax. I don't know if that makes me a Democrat or a Republican. I'm a registered independent, but just give me a flat tax. Charge me X number of dollars for based on my income and call it a day because it's these little intricacies that keep tax attorneys in business, all this finagling and rambling with the tax code, and that's where you're able to cheat and there's loopholes. Just make it a flat tax and keep it moving. But anyway... I know we used to be able to deduct certain health care expenses, and I don't think those are deductible anymore. Or certain, like you have to spend a certain amount first, which stinks, because now we've spent so much money on our children for the dentist and stuff like that and their glasses that they don't need it as frequently as they did in the past, and we can't deduct those expenses. But anyway, let's keep it moving to President Obama's first 100 days in office. I really want to talk about his clean energy. Um, I, as I did share at the top of the show when I went to the Go Green Expo, their initiative is very aggressive. Five point, uh, five, at least five million jobs in green and solar technology and emerging uh, companies or emerging, uh, that's an emerging, what, what, what do you call it, guys, when it's um, like an emerging field, like it's something that hasn't been before, I guess an emerging industry, that would probably be the best language, like an emerging industry or an emerging technology, I'm not sure, but we've never had solar and wind jobs before, so this is so very new for us. Um, but anyway, the President's economic recovery package doubles the amount of renewable energy produced in the next three years through financial support from alternative energy companies. Now, I don't know if you know, but I just saw over the weekend that Exxon is the top grossing company in the world, and its profits were through the roof. I do know they're still paying for the Exxon Valdez. You all remember that years ago when all that oil spilled up in Alaska and they just sh showed like oil-soaked birds in um, on the television and the photos just looped. But even with that, that they're still paying for that 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 um, that oil that leaked in the water up in Alaska. They still were the the the, the top-grossing company, were the, the company that made the most money last year. Exxon is not hurting. These oil companies are not hurting. So. I'm very pleased to announce that President Obama's package also included $11 billion to upgrade to bigger and smarter uh, to a bigger and smarter electric grid, and it also offers $2.4 billion in funding to support the next generation of electrical vehicles. And for the record, and I do believe I have shared this on the show before, I'm not for a bailout of the auto industry. I got into a very heated debate one time that I said, let the auto industry fail. And everyone's, oh, but Saida, you know, you don't know one job with the oil in, uh, with the automobile industry is, you know, 10 jobs in, in supporting industries. I don't care. If we live in a capitalist society, we have to follow the own rules established by us. You can't change the rules halfway through. If those are the rules we created, those are the rules that are, and that's, that's really just how it has to be. But you know what? I think that American company car manufacturers should have been investing on their own in hybrids and solar energy and electric and battery-operated cars. I don't think it's a situation where the government has to come in and mandate 
oh, we're going to give money, $2.4 billion um, for next generation electric, electric vehicles. I, I really don't want my money spent that way. I, I, I really don't. But, you know, something, I, we don't have that much of a say. You know, I, I do believe President Obama listens to us, but you know what, I just would have preferred my money not to go there. General Motors and, and all these American car manufacturers were not kicking us back any money when they were overpricing those Hummers and Escalades and, and having every hip-hopper with a swagger promoting their vehicles. Now, because they did not run their business effectively and efficiently, now they're coming to us for money, and they didn't keep up with the times? No way. It's very sad, but I do know, I read from, uh, I believe it was the Associated Press, that Pontiac is going, they're going to close the Pontiac or discontinue, I should say, discontinue the Pontiac brand, which, oh, well, if, it's a, if the brand is not doing well, then, oh, I guess we've got to get rid of it. This is the time, chew the meat, spit out the fat, and it's time to get lean. We've all had to scale back as American citizens, and you know what? These bloated car manufacturers need, need to scale back as well. Um, just real quickly, because I want to talk about this plane flying over New York City yesterday. That was bizarre. But anyway, uh, before we transition into that, I just want to talk very quickly about Iraq because that was a very big issue. I believe, I believe that's where Hillary Clinton lost the, the, the nomination. I really do. When she said, well, I would have voted for it if I had known what I know now, and she never admitted that she was wrong. All she kept saying, well, if I had known then what I know now, eh, wrong answer. President Obama said, y'all, look, I was against this war from jump, and I think that's what, that was a, that was a, 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 a a deal, not a deal breaker, a game changer for him. I really, really believe it is. But since we're talking about President Obama's first 100 days in office, I will share that he fulfilled the campaign promise by setting a date for withdrawal of U.S. forces in Iraq. He set the deadline for withdrawal um, of combat forces at August of 2010. And what that does and, and continues to do is allow military commanders to execute successful withdrawal. You want to do it in a smart and swift yet responsible way. A lot of people thought that was very foolish because now the bad guys, the quote-unquote bad guys, know when we're leaving. But you know something? We needed it. It's time to get us out of there. We did not need to be in Iraq. Get us out of there. We were there under the wrong circumstances, and I feel so badly for all of these people who are giving their lives and coming back maimed and, and, and not in one piece because of nothing. There were no weapons of mass destruction. It was just a nightmare. It, it was just a mess. But I'm very happy. So our, our official date for withdrawal from Iraq is August of 2010. So as we do the countdown, I'm sure there's going to be another countdown for that as well. But uh, we're about April, May, June, July, August 12th. We're about 16 months from withdrawal. But you know something? If you look at the timing, that's smack in the middle of his, president, of his presidency. So maybe he'll start campaigning for his reelection bid based on that. I'm not sure. Only time will tell. Very quickly, uh, we have a, a short show today. Uh, I just shortened it a little bit because I've got a lot of professional stuff to do. 
uh, long gone are the days where I could just kind of chill and hang out for hours and hours and extend the show. Unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, I can't do that. So I had to shorten it a little bit, but this was too much information to not share, and I don't believe in canceling shows. Very quickly, big shout-out to Dropping Seed Radio, who is in the chat room. Thank you very much, Pastor Montan McDonald, for listening to the show. I did listen to your show on Saturday. I had trouble listening to it live so I had to kind of go in and out of the um, in and out of the show. But finally, once it's archived, I'm able to listen to the whole thing. I don't know. I've, I've missed a couple of people's shows because every time I click listen live, something weird happens to my computer and it shuts Explorer down. So I just wanted to let you know that I did listen to uh, your show Saturday. Uh, just finally, as we start to wind down today's show, yesterday in Manhattan. We had a low-flying plane scare. That is the wrong place for you to be doing any test shots of President Obama's plane. We just were hit a couple of years ago with planes smashing into buildings. Pick another city, people. Pick another city. This is not. This is this was not good. Oh, Pastor Montan, I saw that you um. But my computer has done that also. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. I kept trying to listen, but listening through the archives, I was able to listen to it straight through. But while it was live, it just kept bumping me out. But anyway, thank you so much for listening today. I totally appreciate it. I'm just going to give you a quick AP report. I'm going to do a special closing prayer today. I just I, I went to church Sunday, and uh, my my heart is is much more sympathetic for people, for God's people. So I, I I'm also want to make sure I get in a nice uh, prayer for people because there are a lot of people hurting right now. But anyway, this is how the AP is reporting the story yesterday. Two flighter jets escorted a low-flying Boeing 747 over lower Manhattan on Monday as part of a federal government photo opportunity. Now, for those of you that are not in the New York City area, lower Manhattan is exactly where the World Trade Center used to sit. So if, if you get how stupid this really was yesterday. That's the same part of town where the hijacked passenger jets crashed into the World Trade Center on September 11th. The plane was apparently involved in a government exercise. And I do have video on my blog, so you'll be able to see it. With the advent of camera phones and stuff like that, I do have the video. And also, you can go right onto YouTube and actually see the video if you if you would like to, because it's on YouTube as well. But just, you know, they were doing major damage control yesterday. I'm sorry, this morning on all the news programs, saying that the president is very sorry, and then some people didn't know. I just think we have to be a little bit smarter uh, you know, when 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 planning these type of operations, especially over the city of Manhattan, that's so not good. It just it's just not a good thing. But uh, we're okay. So for everybody who called me yesterday and said, "Sai, uh, what's going on? Are you okay? I'm fine. It was just the federal government doing some okie dokie stuff over Lower Manhattan." I will share. Also, tomorrow is my birthday. I will be 30 years old, so I'm very excited. Uh, I'm calling my mother and saying, Mom, happy birthday, uh, and I am going to see her this weekend, so I'm very excited about that. I'm going to visit my mom. Uh, my sister's graduating from high school next Saturday, next Sunday, right on Mother's Day, so my mom has many, many things to be happy and proud about. Um, so that's that. Tomorrow is uh, Wednesday. You know we talk earth and green and all that stuff tomorrow. 
So, and then Thursday's our Bible study. So we have a lot of stuff going on this week. And then Friday we're playing some music for the entire show. Just thank you all for listening. And always remember uh, that we show pastor this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I ask that you give your grace and mercy to all of the hurting people that are in the United States and around the world right now. God, I have so many friends that are struggling, don't know if they should go left or right. Many have a relationship with you and don't even understand the power that you have to change their lives. God, I'm asking you to work through me and work through everybody who's within the sound of my voice so that people can know there is a God and they can see how you work and how you operate through our words, through our deeds, and through our actions. God, thank you so much for granting me the strength to do what I do every single day to make an impact in the lives of other people. I know I've been told to whom much is given, much is required, and I just thank you for keeping me strengthened, and thank you, God, for blessing me with a husband who's so strong and is able to keep me focused and on task of doing your work here on earth. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart always be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Everybody, thank you for listening to everybody who downloads the show through iTunes. I can't see you, but I get your emails. I love you all for listening, and I'll see you soon. Peace.